Well, basically, it's fascism, communism, or call it what you want. We have so much evidence now that lockdown start does not prevent an airborne infection. The mask doesn't work. They are harmful, and uh, the so-called vaccines are anything but safe and effective. So why do they want to roll it out again now in September? They, they got a lot of money in Denmark to vaccinate people. Now we can see that science is broken. You know, as mainstream media are bought off, they are bought off. So is the medical journals. When you start to look at the numbers and the reality behind this propaganda campaign, it's so scary what's going on. There were two pediatric gender clinics in America 15 years ago. How many are there now? More than 300. That's a 15,000 percentage rise. These insane COVID policies who, who made absolutely no sense woke me up. I was also brainwashed three years ago. I also watched the mainstream media and news every night and thought that was somewhat the truth. Information covered up, censorship, corruption. The mainstream media have proven itself to be untrustworthy. I'm here to give a platform for debate, for truth, for open discussion. I'm introducing you to my podcast, Silenced with Tommy Robinson. Exactly is Tommy Robinson or Stephen Gaxley Lane with the English Defence League, the The problem is with Islamic English far right Islamophobic activism. Since then, there's been organised protests across the country in London, Manchester, Leeds. People in their thousands are marching for Robinson's There is no such thing in this country as a Muslim free Tommy Robinson. I'm in Copenhagen for the latest episode of my podcast, Silenced, and I've met up with Dr. Anastasia. Dr. Anastasia has become one of the most prof highest profiles on Twitter. I think currently, when I checked this morning, number 87 out of 400 million users. It's a profile that's going viral week in, week out. We're here to meet the person behind the profile, understand who she is, why she's speaking out, speak to her about her views and understand her life. Thank you for meeting with me, Dr. Anastasia. Thank you for coming. Are you nervous? Yeah, a little. This is your first sit-down yeah. podcast? Yes. But you've been quite vocal. You're quite vocal with your tweets. Mm. And you're very outspoken. Um, mainly around what's currently happened with COVID. Mm. Can you tell me what your opinion is as a doctor on what's gone on? Yeah. I have been in this war for the past, it's more than three years now. I was uh, warning people against these so-called vaccines from the beginning, so that was like that. That was like two and a half years ago. So um, you know, years have gone by, and uh, and we have so much evidence now that uh, these COVID policies and these so-called vaccines were were very harmful, and. Um, I think more people are starting to wake up. It's it's very. I've had a long period of time now. The past six months, maybe we have mostly done the gender ideology, which is almost also extremely harmful. But now I'm I'm returning to the COVID policies because now they are rolling it all out again. So the first thing that started you trending, you've, you're up to what five six hundred thousand people follow you on Twitter. Uh, six hundred. 
that, that, that is since January when Elon Musk reinstated me along with some of those doctors. So since you were reinstated in January, you've I wrote... got back on 60,000 and now I have like 650,000. Wow, that's so fast. So that's like 100,000 followers a month or so. So you was deleted by Twitter? Yeah. Before Elon Musk? Yes. What was you deleted for? I was deleted for a tweet that was talking about the excess mortality in Europe. And what was the excess mortality? What, is, what was it you tweeted? It was up like 15, 20 percentage, I think it was last summer. So excess mortality. So, based... so I didn't say anything about vaccines or anything. I just showed the stats. So for showing the stats, which mm. are factual, mm. around excess mortality yeah. in Europe. They said it was misinformation and they shut the account down. I said they wouldn't reinstate it. Where were those facts from? Where were those statistics from? Oh, it was from, I don't, I, I don't remember where it was from. Beta. It was like pure stats. Pure stats. No, nothing, no, not, not even any opinion of mine. It was just the numbers. <laughs> and they deleted you for misinformation. And you're a, you're a doctor, right? Yeah. Can we talk about your qualifications? Yes. What are they? I'm a doctor here in Denmark. Um, I've been working in the same place the past six years. Yeah. It's in the field of emergency medicine. So that is also why I think I still have my job. I I'm, I don't have any relations with the vaccine uh, ad, advice. <laughs> it's okay. not uh, any part of my job, fortunately, because then I have, I have been able to like stay out of this when I'm at work. And how has it been? How has it been at work? Actually, let's just actually before we do that, let me let me take you back to growing up. Where, where are you from? My mom is from here, from Copenhagen. My dad's from Greece. Okay. Mum's from Copenhagen, dad's from Greece. Mm. Did you grow up in a normal normal, fa normal family yeah. household? Yeah. yeah, with my mum and my dad and my brother. What was your mum and dad's jobs? What was your mum and dad's jobs? My my dad was a little of a troublemaker. <laughs> your dad was what, a troublemaker? Might, might be where I, I'm getting it from. But uh, yeah, he was like, uh, he was wild. Yeah? He was gambling and making companies and doing all kinds of crazy things. My my mom was very stable. She she worked in a an office like a a um, secretary. Okay, so working class parents? Yeah. Okay. And you had one brother? Yeah. Did you do well at school? How did you get on no, at school? No, it was awful. You didn't like school? No, I I couldn't sit still. I didn't want to hear it. I, I just want to go out in the air and, and like <laughs> You didn't enjoy it at all? No, they had to. I, I think I changed schools like four times and then uh, then they tried to like make me take a, a, like a, some kind of college education and I, I dropped out five times and then <laughs> then it was like, I, I think that's it for me with, with school. I don't want to do that. I want to do something else. Well, that's, that's a strange start to someone yeah. who's become a doctor. Yeah. But that was many years later. That was when I had my now big daughter, who's almost seventeen. So okay, that was so when that was when I got her. Then I got motivated, and then when I started to school, you know, from scratch, I I didn't know anything because I had never been to school. Oh, so you didn't do your normal school. So then you've had a child, and you've yeah. just okay. And then it was very easy for me. I had like straight A's in it all subjects I, I think i did it 22 times you did what 22 subjects 22 straight a's 22 straight a's yeah. oh, so you're clearly very academic <laughs> so then then what was going on at school then 
It, what was going I, on in I the liked 90s? it as an adult. I, I sure didn't like it as a young woman or as a child. Okay. So um, that brought me straight into med school. So I'm guessing you always have been a bit of a rebel. We, yeah, we'll get yeah, on to exactly. explaining where we're at now. Yeah. But you've, um, so you've re-educated yourself. Yeah. You had one daughter. Is it two? two. You and, have two and daughters. The, the small one. The little one is seven years old. She's seven and your eldest is 17. Yeah, almost 17. Ten year gap. 20. Yeah. How's that been? That's been good. Yeah. Are you a, um, bringing them up? Uh, on your own yeah, or with a but, partner? Yeah, but, you know, I, I work a lot and I work str uh, evenings and, and nights and, and weekends and so on. So it's a, it's my parents also a lot. Your parents care of them. My, my big daughter's taking care of herself now. She's with friends and so on. She's in college. But uh, the little the little one. So let me understand that. So you, you, you re-educate yourself. Yeah. To become a doctor when you have a child. <laughs> As a single parent, am I mm. right? So a single mother, yeah. <laughs> you then go on, qualify as a doctor, yeah, yeah. And then I actually then I finished med school in five years, which is one year sooner than than what is what is that called? What's required or what, yeah. how long it usually yeah. takes? Yeah, and then you know, like ninety six percent takes seven years or longer. And you've done it in five years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. For someone who didn't go to school or care yeah, about school. Yeah. So are you, I have a, are you proud like of a... that, actually? Are you proud of that? <laughs> yeah. But but now it's many years ago, so now I don't think about it that much. But yeah, yeah, it, it was absolutely surreal. And what was the reason, Gavin, you just said it, what was the reason that made you then snap your fingers, go from a single parent? That That was because of my daughter, because I didn't have any education. I didn't have any safety for her. So, so just, I thought it was kind of selfish of me to like bring a child into this world without offering her anything. Wow. And then yeah. You've, okay, and you've gone out and become a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> what was it? How did you get on at university? I just applied. Did you like yeah. it? Did you make friends? No. No? No. I was older than them and I was a lot different. In what way? Mm. Um, I, I think I'd gather most people who are going on to become doctors have probably gone to certain schools yeah private schools is yeah, that the same and, here and I think it's like 50 percentage of their parents are doctors also so there's a high degree of inheritance social inheritance okay so did you feel like a fish out of water yeah I did but you know, I was an adult at that point. I had my own life going, and uh, I, I didn't feel any need to fit in with them. I had a little child. I had a daughter. And, uh, what age was you then when you started university? I think I was 28. 28, started university. Okay. And no previous education. No. That's mad. Yeah, you know, it is. I find but, but it's it's But it's, it's possible. It's also it's crazy with my life. I wouldn't have thought that was possible. Yeah, it's crazy. I do have my special talents. I was very good at studying. It was very, it came very easily for me. So I guess I'm very gifted in, in that way. I, you couldn't tell before you tried it. I didn't even know. That you could do that. Yeah. And then you've qualified as a doctor in five years. Yeah. With you, very good grades. And the, what grades? Top grades on the past three years on the can, candidate. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the highest grades. Almost, yeah. many of them, yeah. Wow. But I didn't do anything then to for, for years then to take care of my daughter Olivia and to study. 
I didn't do anything else for years. Other than study? I, I think I started like 10, 12 hours a day. Okay. Yeah. So you dedicated every yeah, minute? Yeah, yeah. I didn't do anything else. It, it was Did your mum and dad help you out with yeah, your daughter yeah. then? Yeah, yeah, because I had finals all the time. Okay, so you're lucky to have your mum and dad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that gave you the opportunity to go on and get yourself a career as a doctor. Mm. How have you found being a doctor? Why did you want to be a doctor? Like, other than to provide for your family, was there any other reason? It, it was not about that. It was not about the money. I think I'd had a strange life myself and I had met some people in the in the healthcare system that weren't very empathic or, or caring about other people. I I thought I could contrib contribute with, with something else. Okay. Yeah. And with, I, with what kindness, love? Yeah. You, you saw yeah. yourself as someone who yeah, could... Yeah, not, not that judgmental way. <laughs> Do you feel you've been judged? Do you feel you've been judged... I have. It's through not, life? It's not something I feel. It's it's something I have been. And, and you know, I'm, I have always been the black sheep. sheep. I have always been a rebel. So it's not so far from me to, to like, do it again and again and again. So prior to COVID blowing up, mm. I've seen that you had some problems within your profession mm. with other doctors. C yeah, can you explain? That, that's because they didn't want to accept someone like me. I was different than them. I had a different life. I had a different history and I had a different look. And um, I was a single mom with a little child and everything was just different. I think they have a hard time with, with someone who's that different than them. They're uh, not very including. I think even in England, in England we have a class issue where doctors, I'd say mo the majority of doctors are going to be middle class in the UK. Mm. Not from a working class background like mm. like myself, anyway. Mm. Um, so they're very, but you feel you were judged. So you you're there as a single mum. I think they never accepted me during the time I was studying. They they, I they felt they were somehow better than me. The, well, I agree they were different than me. But not um, but, you know, I had my child. I had my friends. I had my life. So I was not there to hang out and make friends. I was just there to study, so I, I didn't really care. They didn't like me. I, I never felt I was a part of them. So it wasn't very difficult for me when COVID <laughs> broke out to, like... Speak. Speak out. I don't want to make a judgmental comment here well, myself, but you don't look like a doctor. No. Have you had people, other people say that to you? Yeah. You don't look like a doctor, and no. is that me being judgmental myself? <laughs> no, but, but, you know, I... I, I had a completely different life before I, I became a med student. You know, I was like a ballerina all my life, and I've been a model since I was like 15 years old, and, and done, I've been a, a dancer and, and done things like that. So, so you know, I came from that background. Yeah, not a, and when, when you say you've been a model, um, yeah. what sort of modeling? Uh, never naked or never something. Never naked? No, 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 no. no. But would it be modelling in the way that others at your work could have been jealous yeah, yeah, yeah. and Absol judgmental? Absolutely, absolutely. But, you know, that's me and that's my story and that's my background. I'm almost 45, so that's not so relevant anymore. No. Um, but As a young woman. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you t explain to me what happened in, I think it was 2018. This where your name was leaked and information about you yeah, was on that Facebook was, group. Uh, <laughs> That was a big group with, uh, I think, 11,000 Danish doctors who had taken some of my very confidential patient journals with my name on them 
they have seen them through their work. And then they just published them on Facebook with my name on it. So they shared information. This is prior to COVID. So information that you'd wrote about patients yeah. was shared online. Fa on Facebook. By people within your profession, yeah. doctors, mm -hmm. who have a duty to not do that. Yeah. And you, what was the reason you think they'd done that? Because they don't like me. Because they want to punish me. How is that? Get how, how, me. How, how does that feel? Going into a workplace. It made me very, very angry. I think that was the first time I had to hire a lawyer and go to the police and turn them in because it's very criminal to like share confidential uh, journals about someone's patients. And what, what happened in that episode? Uh, the police took the case, and I think it. I think it. They they dropped it after a year or so because the person had deleted their post. Okay. Later on, and then they said they couldn't prove it in court or something couldn't like that. Couldn't prove who put yeah. it up. Okay, and then so then then. So you can imagine that we all already had a very bad relationship in, so internally. Internally, yeah, yeah. is it not in the hospital? There's. A, uh, back then, I was working at the hospital, yeah, but. But what I mean is walking into. But also, also the, with the communities within the university and the groups on Facebook and so on, it was just. I didn't fit in and I'll never be part of it. So, How does that feel though? If you're going into a workplace... It feels fine because I was an adult, you know, and I was not there like 18 years old, like they were make, making friends. I had my whole life already. Okay. So I was only there to study. What, so about going, what about going into a workplace where you think people are judging you or don't like you? And there's difficulties. But back in the day when I worked in the hospital, there was lots of drama all the time. They found my modeling pictures and sent them around on the intranet <laughs> in the hospitals between all the doctors and the... Can we put your modeling <laughs> pictures in here? Yeah, no. They and, look all right. They look great. And, and you know, that was just <laughs> harassment, harassment, anything they could do to harass me. So you've always lived it. You've always so. So this this actually makes an explanation for me because what I wanted to sit down with you. Yeah. You've become very vocal as a doctor with mm. your profession. Mm. Many people and doctors out there would be thinking what you think. Yeah. yeah but they're not saying it. Mm. So what I was what I wanted to meet you for was to understand how come you're the one that's so vocal. How come you're the one that's out there? I have a very 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 high moral. Oh, high morals. I. Uh, I, I I don't have a heart for this. I couldn't uh, I couldn't participate in it. You know, many many people have asked me because I've spoken out against the so-called vaccines from from day one. I have warned people about them from day one, and then what was I, it? What was it about this vaccine that you you were warning about? Uh, I just said, uh, you know, we this is a completely new technology. It's experimental treatment. We don't have any safety for it. So I, I wouldn't advise you to, to take it. And then, you know, these crazy propaganda campaigns started. And, and that was a complete lie because they told all these naive people that, that they were safe and effective without having any long-term safety for it. So when you when you straight away from the start started speaking out against the vaccine, so I'm guessing you're not... I, you're but not... I started speaking out a few months prior to the, the vaccines arrived, and that was during the second hard lockdown in Denmark, because by then I had realized, you know, this is not a dangerous disease. It's like the seasonal flu. Yeah, it's the same as the flu. It's a cold. It's, a, it's not a dangerous disease. It's not any threat to anyone and you know it's 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 like throttling the whole like uh, small business and 
children's schools and everything like everything was shut down fitness centers and everything so second time they did that it was just like now these policies makes absolutely no sense and and then we also started to have the evidence that the masks didn't work the lockdowns didn't prevent any airborne infections and the the vaccines we didn't have any safety to say tell people they were safe and effective so it's always just started to to make absolutely no sense when you started speaking about this because i'm I'm guessing you're not vaccinated then Hmm. was you still working in the hospital i i worked the same place where i work now that's not you work the same place you work now so when you work there were you refusing to get the vaccine were you vocal about they, they didn't force us to get the vaccines, but if we didn't take the vaccines, then we had to be t- tested every other t- 20, 48 hours or so. To go to work, you had to be tested yeah. every other day. Yeah. And were they, did anyone try and talk to you and yeah, persuade yeah. you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But but I had had Threaten COVID. you? I had had COVID like uh just shortly before the the vaccines arrived, and then the in the guidelines they actually said they didn't uh, advise people to have it uh, un- until at least four w- weeks after. So it was just, and, and I was immune, you know. I had the antibody, so it made it made absolutely no sense to me why they wanted me to take it. What do you think when this was rolling out, and then they began vaccinated vaccinating children? Yeah. Then I spoke out a lot. That was on Facebook. That was before I made my Twitter profile. And uh, I think my little daughter, Molly, was around five years at the time. So she was just been called in. To get vaccinated? Yeah, to invite her to have the COVID vaccination. And then I made a lots of posts on Facebook. Say, I'll never vaccinate my children against this, ever. And, you know, just to, like, try to make people think. What was the response like on Facebook for that? In the beginning, it was absolutely crazy because people were so brainwashed. They thought this was an extremely dangerous disease. You know, all the propaganda from, I think it was from Italy with all the coffins. And, no, no. Uh, do you remember? All, all lies, the, yeah. yeah. People just dropping dead. And yeah, then yeah. pictures of yeah, parlors yeah. with just yeah, dead bodies dead everywhere. Bro- <laughs> well, who the hell were they? Know, it was an absolute, who were they? <laughs> we know now that all that was an absolute lie. But people were petrified and... They treated the unvaccinated like they were psychopaths or granny killers or... <laughs> what, about your, what about you? So your youngest daughter, you refused to get her vaccinated? Uh, my oldest daughter also. And your oldest daughter? Yeah, yeah. How many of their friends were vaccinated? All, all of them. In, I don't know about the little one. She was in kindergarten, I think, back then. But The oldest but daughter? But the, the, the big one, all the kids were vaccinated three times. They were all vaccinated three times. Did, was and there any pressure? Were, was there pressure was, put on your they daughter? They were like 14, 15 years old. 14, 15. Was there pressure put on your daughter? Yeah, but you know, I don't give in to something like that. They don't have any medical training. They don't have any medical degree, and 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 you know, I I had my reasons to say that my kids are not going to get this experimental vaccine. Was there a problem from the parents at the school? Yeah, yeah, and the teachers also. And the teachers? Yeah. Can you explain that? What, what was then going on? they said something like, and I said, I don't want Olivia tested with these PCR tests all the time because it Awfully makes no sense. She doesn't have any symptoms. She's not ill. And then the troubles began because they, they wanted her to get tested and tested and tested and tested. What troubles? So, what troubles began? Just uh, being very angry with me. 
saying I was irresponsible and putting other kids in danger. You see these PCR tests, they're 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 doused in ophelene exide yeah. OE as well, which is harmful in small doses of regular yeah, yeah, contact. Yeah. Like sticking up your nose every day. And you have seen one where, where they went through the <laughs> Yeah. But it's just and what's the need? Because then they're not am I right? The, the tests are not accurate anyway. It's not accurate. It's, it's you not, know, when they run so many uh, Test through it. They can show yeah, whatever they yeah, want. Yeah, yeah, and you know it. It was never invented as a diagnostic tool for this. So, so am I right that the man useless? Am I right that the man that created that test came out and said that this yeah. can't be used to test? Yeah, exactly. But he died just a few months the pandemic started. Pandemic starts. He comes out, says the tests are not accurate. Do not use them to test COVID, and he's dead. Yeah, a few months prior to. I think it was back in 19. Wow. Carrie Mollis, yeah. who invented the who, PCR test. He invented the PCR test. Yeah. He came out and spoke, he spoke against it being used for things yeah. like this. Because mm -hmm. it can be used to show whatever they want. It just shows a little like DNR, DNA or RNA. Uh, so you've gone, you've gone through problems at school, mm. then at university, mm. within your work, your children's school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but all the other children are vaccinated. Yeah. Um, those parents who give you a hard time, those teachers who give you a hard time, have you now we're three years on? Um, I'd say you've been proven right. Mm. We've it, people who's made this stance have been proven mm. right. Have you had any of them speak to you about it? Well, my daughter's not at that school anymore because she's a student of a higher education now. Okay. So it's new people and it's a fresh start, and that was good for us. But you know, I'm not. I'm not some, someone you want to argue these things with. And I think they, they understood that pretty soon. So they just uh, stopped like arguing with me. Okay. So this is the, so we're still at the start of COVID. You're a doctor yeah. and you're publicly going on Facebook. Mm. You're warning mm. against the vaccine. Uh, was there any problems from your profession? You know, you know the qualification as a doctor. Yeah. Is there a way of taking that away? Is there a, a committee, a board or something you have to sit before if your people... Yeah. My colleagues, my so-called colleagues or other Danish doctors turned me in twice that, to medical boards. You were put before the medical board twice yeah. to try and take away your qualification? Yeah. How, how What happened? Well, you get like a panic anxiety when you get the letter the first time. It was like my heart was, you know, because... That was everything to me, my patient, my very, very hard work for many years to, to be able to take care of these patients. How many patients have you had? Do you know? Well, I work in, in the field of emergency medicine, so I, the, the, I have the past six years. So I've, I have very brief contact with them, but I have a lot of them. I, I think I have more than 100,000. Ever had a complaint from them? Nope. No complaints. No complaint no, to do with your profession. No malpractice. No malpractice nothing. to do with your work, mm. but your speech of warning against the vaccine. You're put before the medical board twice. Yeah. What sort of, as a mother who solely provides for her two children, what sort of concern when you get that medical board? You well, must have been watching at the time. People are getting cancelled, silenced, losing yeah, jobs yeah, all over yeah, the yeah, world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, I was petrified of losing my job. I think I didn't sleep at night. It was awful. But, you know. But you didn't shut up. No, <laughs> no, no, I didn't. It it doesn't work that, that way with me. You cannot shut me up like that. It's not that easy. 
and people will find out they they also did and and you know i think my luck was that i i being an emergency doctor i don't have any business advising people on vaccines because if that had been a part of my job description and they had documentation that i have said to patients don't take the vaccine then where they would have for sure taken my license away okay but that wasn't the case because i don't have any Thing to do with vaccines. It's not a part of my job. So they simply couldn't? They couldn't because I have been speaking out as a private person in my spare time, in my private life. I am not doing this at my job. So they didn't have anything on me. How long did they take to make that decision? How long was that held over your head? I think it's a few months or something. But I knew they didn't have anything on me because they would go and ask my employee and they would they would ask to go through all my doctor's work, all my patients' journals and stuff like that, prescriptions, anything to see if they could find something on me and there was nothing. In your opinion, what what were these vaccines in this lockdown? What's it been about? What's it been about? What's the reason for all of it? Well, basically it's fascism, communism or call it what you want but it is like like they say you own nothing and you'll be happy and that's you own nothing you'd be happy who said yeah. that uh, the world economic forum the world economic forum but it's all these globalist organizations and you but so you you believe that the reason they're vaccinating they do it they were doing lockdowns is for control total control yeah how 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 does it benefit and, them? And you know, I, it has been the biggest money trend for history, from the like middle class or the working class to the very rich. To the very leader. rich. Yeah. Well, during this pandemic, the very yeah. rich got so very. So they're just transferring money, basically. And and we have so much evidence now that lockdown start does not prevent an airborne infection. The mask doesn't work. They are harmful, and uh, the so-called vaccines are anything but safe and effective. So why do they want to roll it out again now in September? You say they want to roll it out now again. Mm. Talk to me about that. Well, well, they, you can you can see when they start to talk about new variants and the alarm system starts going again in the mainstream media, then you know what they're up to. And they have also said it in the United States that they they want people to get boosted and they want to... Joe Biden's just announced that yeah. he's funding for a new yeah, yeah. vaccine that's going to work. Vaccine. This gonna is going to work. The others didn't work. You're all going to get it. And he's going to mandate it. You're all going to get it. It's so crazy they are doing this again. It's shocking because they know these so-called vaccines are harmful, very harmful. Do you know anyone harmed by the vaccine? I am in contact with these networks worldwide, so I know a lot of them. They're calling it the vaccine injury. Yeah. And we also have some here in Denmark. And and the, the Danish health authorities just uh, cancelled a meeting with a whole like union for, for vaccine injured people. They had a meeting with them and they just called it off. They didn't want to meet them or talk to them. Do you think the reality and the truth of what's gone on with the vaccine, do you think people will... Because as, as we saw, when people like yourself, but not just like yourself, you're a doctor. Mm. I, I believe doctors have... Uh, uh, do you know have any doctors that have lost their jobs over their speech in, in uh, Europe, not, in America? Not, uh, yeah, we, we had like uh, Sam White in the UK. Yep. He was taken to the whole system. I think he, he, he won his case in... Uh, Second time in court or something. Okay. 
he got his license or, or his his patience or his job back. But that was he was went all through the court system, which is stressful and pressurizing. I've been there in yeah. America. It's very bad. Is it? It's it's worse than in Europe. I've seen doctors being taken to court in America, mm -hmm. facing large prison sentences for falsely giving people vaccines. Yeah, yeah. And uh, what's your opinion of that? What's your opinion of a, a doctor in a position yeah, who would falsify vaccines? Well, I, I wouldn't do that myself because then they have a reason to take your license away, right? But what do you think of the, the, the doctor that's done that? I have, my, I have my opinion. I think she's a hero. Um, that's my opinion. Yeah. I know you're a doctor, so it might be difficult for you to talk about. Mm. But the vaccines have been proven as dangerous. Yeah. Proven as harmful. Yeah. But yet doctors are still administrating them. Is am I right that doctors get paid extra money for giving the vaccine? Ah, oh, they they got a lot of money in Denmark to vaccinate people. Vaccination is that normal? For, no, for measles no, 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 no. They they get a small amount for for other vaccines like the flu shot and. But for this, the the, the child the vaccination program, they get a smaller amount. They got a lot of money with the COVID vaccines. So it's financially beneficial. Yeah, exactly. So they bought the doctors that way. Mm. Or they intimidated them to be silent. Yeah. And so or, or maybe they were just extremely brainwashed because what, what has happened also is that now we can see that science is broken. You know, as mainstream media are bought off they are bought off, so is the medical journals. So you know bought off by e who? Even even respectable medical journals like the New England Journal of Medicine, the Lancet and and so on. You cannot count on anything you know it doesn't have any value anymore to say that you are a specialist or an expert or you made this study and it was published in the lancet it doesn't have any value to me anymore there have been some honest covid studies and they have all been retracted the next day when you say bought off bought off by who the pharma industry the big pharma because i'm all right the bill so when i was looking at uh, certain doctors that were put on our TV to talk yeah. to us about COVID. Mm. And I looked up the universities they were from and then looked up and saw that Bill Gates had put millions Pro and millions and millions into each university. He, he has put millions into all kinds of institutions, the mainstream media, and and we we know it's very corrupt now. So, you know, and it's the same with the medical journals. So it's kind of, it's kind of, uh, it's surreal how, how science is broken that we cannot trust any publications or anything anymore. No, you can't trust the doctors because no. they're standing there lying bare But face. they are reading these cherry-picked studies, or, you know, and when, when I've seen some honest COVID research or mass stone work or something like that, the study has been retracted the next day. So it's extremely corrupt. You cannot count on what you're reading in these medical journals anymore. How does that make you feel as a doctor? But, but it's not just, we can see now it goes way back because they have done the same with nutrition. Like we have been taught that carbohydrates were very Bad. good and, okay. and the meat and saturated fat and so were very, very dangerous. And now it turns out that I think back in the 60s, they paid off eminent researchers to say that the sugar industry, which is like Nestle and Coca-Cola and, and all these Big corporations have also bought the science. So, so they, think, they paid off because actually, actually it has the, been going on for many, many years. Because actually the most dangerous thing for us, or yeah. the worst thing is sugar. So I think it has been going on for many years.
but it has become very obvious the it, past three years. If we can't trust the scientists or the doctors that are talking to us, who, who can we trust for medical information, for what's good for us? What's... I would advise people to use their brain. Research themselves. Yeah. Which amazingly is what everyone who was against the vaccine had done. So when you spoke to someone who was pro, I had people who were pro-vaccine, I said, what's in the vaccine? Mm. What research? They haven't done any research. And yet they're queuing their kids up to get vaccinated into something they know nothing about. Mm. We're sitting now in Copenhagen. Um, there's a conference tomorrow. Yeah. What's that conference? That's with all the doctor rock stars from across the, the world. Doctor rock stars. <laughs> the Isn't it bad? The doctor rock stars. They've become rock stars. Yeah, You've yeah, become um, a rock chick. Yeah. Well, you yeah, was a rock chick true. anyway by the sounds of it, but you've become a rock chick. The doctors have become rock stars. Yeah. And amazingly, these doctors have become rock stars for, for telling for the truth. For telling right, but, but they the become price, superstars. Yeah, exactly. But the price for doing so is so high that you know you've destroyed like your career and so big part of your life. You're living in financial uncertainty for years, where you don't know if you have a job or a livelihood tomorrow. Which is how they get you in the end. This this is it's all parallel. What's happening with doctors now yeah. is what happened with many of us: censorship, yeah, yeah. attacks, yeah, yeah. all of this. Mm. So the doctors that are queuing up to talk here tomorrow mm. as rock stars. <laughs> it's, um, what are they warning about? What's this conference actually going to... What's uh, the discussion? We, we have, I, I think we have our different ways of, of doing it and different like areas we, we work within. I'm, I'm, I'm doing many other things now than the vaccines and the COVID policies because for me it's like there's many aspects of this huge, huge global scam. There's the climate scam where they're also killing many people now, all these arson fires and so on. So... I and think out of the six hundred in Greece, you, you said your you said your yeah they father's uh, Greece. they arrest yeah they arrested two hundred people now for arson. So you, it's not one crazy person who has been running around. Like, but there were six hundred six hundred fires, and five hundred of them were deliberately yeah. started. So you can see, like it's professional. It's like an army who has been like hired to like set uh, the whole country on fire. And and it's the same in Maui now. We can see these are not wildfires. They're not climate change uh, related in any way. It's arson. Yeah, Canada. Canada. Spain, many places. So that's also very harmful. And uh, they are killing people. And uh, we have the gender ideology, which I've been working mostly with, with the last year or so. You've been very vocal. So in 2020, I gave a speech where um, I spoke about gender ideology and the threat and the danger mm -hmm. it is mm -hmm. to children. And how unless we stand up for our children, because what they've got, most parents now are so busy with their jobs and so worried and concerned and mm -hmm. financed up here that the, it's actually the, the schools and the education which are indoctrinating the kids. Talk to me about gender ideologies in it's, Denmark. It's, it's a lot of the same as with the COVID propaganda and the COVID lies. But there's a lot of resemblance. It's the, They have orchestrated the scam in, in, in the same way. It's this huge, massive, worldwide propaganda campaign the lgtb the, you know, the alphabet mafia yeah you know it started as one day here in copenhagen then it was one weekend then it was one week now it's a month in the u.s and and a whole season in canada and australia and and you know it's it's in the uh, you know <laughs> 
when you start to look at the numbers and the reality behind this propaganda campaign, it's so scary what's going on. It's Elaborate on that a little bit. Yeah, it's, Please. you know, if, there were two pediatric gender clinics in America 15 years ago. How many are there now? More than 300. That's a 15,000 percentage rise. Why do you think that is? I think that someone has an um, an agenda with um, like population control, and when you s start to look at the stats under this whole or the result of this whole LGTB campaign that has been like we have all seen it. It's been crazy. It's like every government, any corporation are a part It's coming of from it. the top. It's, it's everywhere. It's coming from the top and it's yeah. pushed down on all the corporations because they actually get funding and they raise money. Yeah, and, and when you see the they... results of it with the young generations, then in some schools, like with 13-year-old kids, now 50% of them identify as LGTB in the I saw States. something that 20% of 20% of American youth identify as LGBTQ. That's what and, and you know, it's racing and racing because... There's 60 transgender children in my, yeah. kids, in my, kids, yeah. in my kids' place. Yeah. 60. Six zero yeah. and you know, transgenders. Uh, furries that, and all this. That is not a natural rise. No, that's that insane. is a that's fabricated... That's Push. A push. So someone has an interest in making all these kids uh, decide not to re reproduct themselves. Not to, yeah. To, so you think that the agenda is they don't want them reproducing mm -hmm. to control population, which in fact many of the people at the heads of these movements, whether it be the World Economic Forum mm -hmm. or Bill Gates, have openly said this anyway mm -hmm. about the population control. Yeah. Do you think there's any other reasons that men men have been weakened? Do I have made a post at Twitter a while ago. I've shared it some few times. There are many parts of this. It's destroying women. It's erasing women. It's taking women's safe places. It's mutilating, castrating, and sterilizing kids. It's weakening men. They are also demonizing men. They are destroying families. They are sexualizing kids. They are grooming kids. They are going to create these lifelong big pharma customers. So there are so many aspects of this like, agenda that's so evil. Okay, so all of the thing, all of the categories you just mentioned will result in someone reliant on big pharma. Yeah. Yeah, and it's billion-dollar industry, again, like the vaccines. But these people are going to be lifelong patients. So by and, confusing these children in their gender. And, you know, once again, like the so-called vaccine, it's, it's, it's very, very harmful. It's very, very destructive. And, and you know, they, they it's, it's non-scientific nonsense. They don't have any evidence that this, uh, this should be good in any way. It's, it's a lot the same as with the vaccines. And, and um, you know, that these mutilation surgeries they are offering to children, uh, that is not a sex change. That will not change someone's sex. That will just like mutilate, castrate and sterilize them. And you know, they all have underlying psychiatric well, 50% of the children who go more. through transgenderism yeah. are autistic. Yeah. And they have 
depression, they have been bullied, some have been traumatized as children, abuse, they have OCD, they have Do you think this personality is a disorders, they have all kinds of issues which are not being addressed in any way. They are just being told from medical professionals that all their problems are due to they are being trapped in the same body. And if they accept this sex change, then it will solve all their problems. Do you think it's a way of getting attention for some of these children as well? Because they all hang around in like my, my, ch my children at school mm. said all the transgender children hang around as a big group as yeah. well. They're all like a gang together. Well, it's brainwash. It's going 24 hours a day, no matter what you look, where you look, in children's cartoons, in school books and everywhere. It's all over the place. So it's indoctrination. It's brainwash. And you know, all, all kids, like teenage kids, has, has these identity problems. You know, it's part of, of growing, growing up. up. And, and you know, when medical professionals just go and tell them that it's due to them being trapped in their own body and the solution is to hurry up and get a, get a sex change, and, and then they do the same with the parents. They say phrases like, do you want a dead daughter do, do you want or them to a commit living suicide? son? Yeah. yeah. They put pressure on the parents. Yeah. They? They were, they were, yeah. Have you heard of the Tavistock Clinic in the UK? Yeah. That's the clinic that many doctors felt, and that afterwards, many of them, I think the amount that have resigned is insane because they felt they weren't able to give the advice based on what's right mm. due to the pressure from the trans lobby. So they were silenced in helping children and children were being, I'll give you an example. My old cameraman, my old cameraman was at school and then he started having these issues, think, believing he was a girl. He went and they gave him hormone blockers as a child. They encouraged it. He then, he's developed pretty much like boobs and hips like a woman, yeah? Mm. He gets to 16, 17, and he just realised he's gay. Mm. And by that point, he's totally ruined himself physically, yeah? He then, so he was very anti this because as a child, he started taking hormones. They give him drugs mm. to change who he is. Mm. But I wonder how many children there are like that now. There's going to be a, a problem in the next generation of children who are destroyed forever. Yeah. Their lives have been destroyed and forever. And I'm in contact with some of these kids, the detransitioners, and uh, again, like the vaccines, it's all a lie. It, these treatments are not reversible. It's irreversible damage, both the to pu children, which puberty is, blockers just... and the, the cross-hormones, uh, the, the hormone replacement treatment. Have it's, you seen... It's irreversible damages. Have you seen, do you know... And you know, it's so crazy because these hormones we, we use for other purposes, like Lupron is a puberty blocker, and that's like a chemical castration drug you use on sex offenders. You also use it for prostate cancer, endometriosis, and other serious conditions, you know, when they go and block these kids' puberty. And, and you know, it's not, it's not irreversible. Oh, it is irreversible. It's not reversible like they're telling people. And then within a few years, they just take them to, to the hormone replacement treatment. And, and you know, with 
And then for the rest of their life, they're on medication. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's extremely dangerous. You know, we, we use it for menopause in Denmark when we give women... Uh, for menopause? Est- yeah, okay. estrogen. And and we have never advised them to take that for more than five years due to the risk of cancer and blood clots. But they these transgender children will have to take it forever? Yeah, for life. And, you know, it's extremely dangerous. Uh, we don't advise anyone to do it for more than five years on an adult woman just to, like, take the worst symptoms during the... Because of all the side effects. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's severe, severe side effects. I just saw some recent uh, studies saying that it was also related to de- dementia. Dementia. Yeah. Do you think there's an agenda to... So, uh, osteoporosis. Yes. Jo- damaged nervous system joints everything is destroyed by these drugs and they are giving them to children who are not f- even fully developed as adults they are not old enough to understand the consequences to like consent to such an insane treatment so it's absolutely criminal what they're doing to all these kids and and i think the 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 parents are somewhat also brainwashed because People like you and me who speak out against this very evil gender ideology, we are used to be called homophobes and transphobes. And, and I'm just saying, yes, okay, I'm a transphobe. But, you know, it might be more difficult for, like, ordinary people. Yeah, we don't care. But, yeah, yeah, exactly. Most people like you told me today, don't, just don't give a shit no matter what it is because... Don't care what people say yeah. about you because they're going like, to say some terrible Tates things. And, the have said the same, stop caring. Mm. Yeah, stop caring. Yeah. Do not read comments yeah, and give a shit. Because, you know... Because you'll be proven right. Yeah. And so I think these parents probably are afraid of being called out as homophobes, transphobes, not inclusive, not, you know. Not in the in crowd. Yeah. Of woke parents at the local woke school. Yeah, exactly. So they're allowing their children to be... Because they are not like you and me. We are kind of strong in that way where we speak our mind and then we take the consequence. Right. As a doctor, as a doctor, do you believe there's an agenda? Yeah, to, I do. Do you believe there's an agenda to to keep people ill? Yeah, I do. I do that after I'm beginning to realize it more and more. But but COVID, these insane COVID policies who, who made absolutely no sense woke me up. I was also brainwashed three years ago. I also watched the mainstream media and news every night and thought that was somewhat the truth. You wouldn't be sitting with me. You wouldn't be sitting with me if <laughs> no. you were still listening to them. No, but you know, when, when, they, it, when they started harming people, little children, innocent, naive people. Little babies. Yeah. That, that was the end for me with this holding my hand over these people. Then I'd rather not be a doctor than to lie to people. That's good. Yeah. And then, you know, I hope it never happens, but if it does, then I'll find something else to do with my life. You mean if if they take away your qualifications as a doctor? Yeah. Do you believe that could happen? Yes, because they have also told me that they are watching me and everything I do and trying to find something they can use against me. So they have told me that straight out. But also know that because... People have asked me, where are all the doctors? Because it's so obvious now that yeah, they're are harming they? people. And, and you know, I had a totally clean record. I knew I had no complaints. There were no malpractice. You can just go through anything. There was no strange prescriptions or anything from me they could use. I knew that. 
So that was my safety for going going into this. So where uh, are the other doctors? Can you imagine if they have something on their medical records? Then they'd be too terrified if to If they speak. have treated someone, have some malpractice, have some complaints, what do you think will happen? They'll point that out, use it against them to take their license away, and then it's done. Then they're not doctors. They don't have access to their patients or anything anymore. Some of the doctors who are speaking here tomorrow at this yeah, event. Yeah, and th these guys are so great, you know. They are coming a few from the United States. They're coming a few from the UK and, and also from other places. But um, these, these guys are tough. Yeah, yeah, they, they are inspirational. Yeah. <laughs> and they are certainly... Um, and they have their integrity, their medical integrity. And if they and, and no matter what happens, yeah. then they'll... I think they feel like me that if they take their license away, because also Peter McCulloch and Pierre Corey, Mary Bowden has been through medical boards also. What happened with Pete McCulloch? I don't know what happened, but no. but I think they have to give it up when when they can't find anything to use against us. We we don't know. Maybe we'll get more uh, totalitarian from now on. So you know, with the new EU policies, with the new censorship, all the new misinformation that's going bills. on. So we don't know what they uh, you know they don't mind breaking the law. They have proved that again and again and again the past three years. Is there now a worldwide alliance of doctors that are coming together? Mm, that... There has been almost all along, I has think. Has there? Yeah. But, but it's a few people in every country. Okay. So it's not a lot of A people. few brave people in every yeah. country. How many other uh, doctors? At least the ones who, who are famous where you know our names, and there yeah. are probably many more where we don't know who they are. But I think people, many doctors, must be realizing that they have been lied to. No. They're not yeah. stupid, are they? Doctors yeah. aren't stupid. Or some of the we most don't know how the brainwashed they are from the mainstream media news and from the fake science in the medical journals that they like to study. But they must visually see what's happened with the vaccine. Yeah. They must visually see their patients who are now ill yeah. after the vaccine. Yeah. They must be not just reading evidence, but, but it they was, can see it. it. Was, it was much more than that. It was the denial of the early treatment or the blocking of the early treatment. It was the host hospital's protocols where they sedated people and they, they, they killed them. die on ventilators. They, they ventilated them it and was them. the Talk to me about that. Lock, to it was the lockdowns where they uh, they didn't, uh, I think they under-diagnosed like one million cancer diagnosis in Europe for that year or so because they cancelled all the... They closed hospitals when they the, 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 the outpatients and all the the routine uh, controls and everything got cancelled over this uh, flu or cold. When you say they blocked medical treatment at the yeah, that was with ivermectin and uh, and you know, and that was also because they they approved rem remdesivir as a treatment, and it's the most evil cell poison. It it makes the so they had it, fail and, and you know. Which was a, a, a drug that's been on the mar on the yeah, market for yeah. years, and it's harmless. It's harmless, yeah. and it and it it's could very. It was very cheap. I thought someone could said they could buy it in Brazil for like. I bought it when this when this all blew up. I got some sent over. Yeah. I had it. I had yeah, it in yeah. case my mum and dad got ill. Yeah. yeah, but and but then they took it off the shelves, right? Yeah, they made it impossible to get. Yeah, so they have a drug just so people understand. COVID hits. They have a drug which can quite easily treat these victims. Yeah. The, 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 these patients, 
but they get rid of it mm. to introduce their more expensive. No, it was because they couldn't get the emergency. Uh, emergency authorization for their vaccines. Which would prevent them being sued. If they had a treatment that was working. So if they had a treatment that was working, they yeah. wouldn't get the emergency categorization, which because yeah. of the emergency categorization, that takes away their yeah. ability to be sued if people are dying and get injured. So it's very criminal. It's like a criminal mafia. So yeah. you're deleted from Twitter. You come back to Twitter. You've blown up. You've been in the top 100 Twitter users for six months. The last, last, since, since since when? January. What's what's happened long of that? What what's your experience been with the media? I don't talk to them much. I did a little back in the day, and that was for like for fun articles because we were a little like a reality family, me and my daughters in Denmark. So they knew who, who we were. What do, you, what do you mean? You you and your daughters were a reality family because I was like a little like a public figure in Denmark. Okay, so. So they knew our family, and but but not for any political things I was doing back then. Okay. That was just my modeling pictures and my daughter's talent shows and and arm wrestling champions. I saw the crazy, video. Yeah, crazy things. So, uh, so, like, reality. so it's like a little like a reality family. Okay. In, until I went into politics, and then my relationship with the mainstream media changed. So they what, because so they actually treated me good prior to COVID, because I could get them a lot of hits. Hits, what with your modeling pictures? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they so, they could just if you they wanted a million views like that, they well, could just write this as a doctor and. Is that what made you? So what made you a public figure is the fact not just that you were mod doing modeling pictures, but the fact you were a doctor. Yeah, because the two are very different. Yeah, and I was from that environment of uh, the personalities in Denmark and famous okay. famous people and and people doing creative things, and then I was also a doctor. So that was kind of what of us. I just think people thought it was kind of a entertaining, like reality family, me and my daughters. Okay. So that was my relationship with the mainstream media prior to my engagement in the COVID. The debate, uh, um, and how did it change with the media? It, it it changed drastically because now they are not my friend anymore. And when they wanted to do a piece with me, it was not to like entertain people; it was to try to do damage to me and and my livelihood and my children. They come on the attack. Where where they really started to feel threatened. I believe was uh, was after my reinstate after Elon reinstated me on Twitter because uh, I think I was brought back with sixty thousand followers around New Year's, and then it gained like a hundred thousand followers each month since, and uh, that's like three times as many followers as the most popular Danish politician. Okay, so, so that's you know. what the reason, once you started talking, so they didn't mind if you're talking to a small audience, no, but once you start but influencing. Once this account started going crazy, I think they started to feel threatened because I had so much support and so many people. I made a post the other day, it had almost 40,000 comments on one post. You know, so I have you're bringing to, people together as well. I have almost up to 30 million views a day now on Twitter. 30 million views a day. 30,000. 30,000 views a day? Yeah. Okay. 
when I'm not shadow banned. Yeah, yeah. Then it goes crazy this account and it's gaining so it's attracting so much. And I like you said, I I'm probably making people stop and think when they see my posts. About vaccines, about, about it gender be ideology, about, about anything. Okay. So you gathered a, a level of influence yeah. online. Yeah. And then their attitude and their, their relationship with you changed. Yeah. What have you what what's the worst experience you've had? Well, it was a few months back. And I was at work late at night, and my mom was uh, babysitting my daughter. And suddenly she started calling and calling and calling, and I couldn't take it because I had patients out at work. And uh, then she sent me the screenshots from the biggest tabloid newspaper in Denmark. What, what who was had it? put me on the front page of their very popular mainstream media and uh, with a picture of me and uh, it's written that I was a threat to Denmark, like a terrorist threat. So my mom actually thought that I was, I don't know, arrested or something for terrorism. So the main national, the, the main, what's the name of this newspaper? BT. BT. They run a picture of you. Yeah. On the front of their newspaper. Yeah. That said you're a threat to Denmark's national security. Mm. Because of what? Because of tweets and meme. Because of I tweets and meme. I post on Twitter. Mother of two doctor becomes a threat to national security because she's <laughs> tweeting memes. <laughs> yeah. It, we're laughing, yeah? But yeah, it's not funny, but yeah is it? I swear to you, it was not funny. My, par my parents were scared to death. They were like, what are we going to do with these small kids? They're like 30, uh, 75 years old, my parents, and they cannot take care of my kids for me if I go to prison or something. So your parents are then worried that you might be going to jail? Yeah, because, because it, it was like I was a, th uh, a, a it, it was like the same headlines you see when someone is arrested in relation to Islamic sta state or something like that. And what are you alleged to have done in this, in this article? With a picture of you on the it national... It just said that we had many followers on social media. And oh. it was dis destabilizing the Danish state. Wow. Yeah. So little old you. So that was on your little I, phone. Then, then I hired a lawyer, Apple. Thank you, Apple. You did very good for me. And you are also my safety because if they try something again, then he's there. And he will handle it for me because I've done absolutely nothing wrong but to share my opinion in a democratic debate. Let's just clarify that. Your opinion in a democratic debate, you're not inciting anything. There's no there's no calls for anything. I'm any not even going to demonstrations, protests or anything. You're just giving your opinion. I'm just writing my opinion. A lawful opinion. It can be on video clips. It can be on a front page. It can be on a picture. It can be on, a, um, you know, some of the other doctors we are joining later today and going to the conference with tomorrow, they are doing it their way. If you want to talk about my strategy for my social media, because people have said, you're a doctor in medicine. I'm a, I've am been in research and interventional card cardiology for, for years, and that's kind of serious. So why do you post all these meme and crazy posts? Like someone could call it a shit poster. Why do you do it like this? Well, my strategy for this is, and I can see I have, way, way, way higher engagement in, than any other doctor in the world because I think it has to be entertaining. For people to relate with it? Because it's social media. 
Um, in some way, it is entertainment. If you want a lot of people to engage, it has to be fun. It has to be entertaining. It has to be very easy to engage with. And then you can get 40,000 comments on one post. You can get 10 million views. And for me, that's what I want to do the most. I want to reach millions of people and make them stop and think Yeah, that's it. They're not shit posts because they may be engaging, but it's a post that has a cause. If I publish like my re cardiology research or something, it would get two hundred. It would get two hundred <laughs> likes. Yeah, yeah. And two people who was interested in that would write something, and then it would die. Okay, I don't. I, I love to share my colleagues' studies and works and, and because I have, have the very broad audience, but it's not the way I'm doing it to reach millions of people. I have a social cap of half a billion now, so it is extremely many people who seeing these posts, and I'm very clear in my opinion, so they know how I feel about lots of topics within these or this globalist agenda and i want to reach millions of people that's what i that I, that's what i want to do i don't want to reach 200 people and you want to reach them for what reason yeah you want to reach them for what reason because to warn them and to make them think to not transition their kids into this madness to not take any more experimental vaccines to not go go along with the, uh, harmful useless mask lockdowns <coughs> climate scam surveillance, uh, carbon footprints, and all this craziness. Uh, pays taxpayer money to Ukraine and all this, all these scams. I want people to stop. Do you think they're all connected? Yeah, they are. I've started realizing that. Yeah. I realized it a long time ago, but yeah. everything's connected. They, it's all connected. Also, the mass immigration with all these criminals, you know, it's just going through the border. I saw a headline from US the other day, and it said, like, uh, some illegal immigrants has gotten ISIS. into the US With an ISIS uh, like, uh, and and now they didn't know wh where they were. And, I saw you know, it. Yeah. It's totally unsafe. It's tragic, comic. It's comical. Really. Yeah, in a way, but it's also very Dangerous. tragical if you see the state of America is in. You know they're destroying that con that uh, nation completely. It's being destroyed from within. Yeah, purposely. With the why. With the COVID policies, the climate policies, with the immigration, with the gender ideologies, uh, with sending all the taxpayer money to Ukraine while people are living on the streets in America. It's an attack that's yeah. happening in every country. Yeah, exactly. In, Why? In, in US and the West. Why do you think they want to destroy America? Why would they? Because I believe they want to destabilize the West. Um For them to start up again, they need to break down the system. Mm. And that's what they're in the process of doing. What And that's the fourth industrial revolution. He's calling it Klaus Schwab. In fact, it's the fourth right. Well, explain that. Klaus Schwab is, is calling what? He's calling it the fourth industrial revolution. But he's trying to, that's the new world order. The attempt for the new world yeah. order. Which used to be a conspiracy theory, which is It's now... It's not a... I, I looked up the deep state, and it also says that's a, a conspiracy theory, and I think everyone in America knows that 
There's a dipstick. The, 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 Everyone knows the, Joe Biden ain't yeah, in control. The, he's not running. Come he's on. not running that nation. I think everyone knows that. Uh, right? What? Why do you think the media? I and, and it's kind of interesting because it was the CIA back in the what sixties or something that uh, invented the term conspiracy theorist. Yeah. In order to silence people. Yeah. Or like shame them on or yeah. something. Was you called a conspiracy theorist it, it to do COVID? It was extremely humiliating for a doctor to be called those things three years ago. Now I don't mind anymore. Because it should be obvious now that most of these things weren't conspiracy theories. They've been proven as yeah. truth. That something is very, very wrong. Why do you why do you, why do you think why do you think a newspaper? What do you think the purpose behind and who's pulling the strings of that newspaper to have you on the front page? What was their what did they want? I to- think it's the Danish government who are threatened by me because I'm t- taking so many people over on my side. Who who who, you think, who you think are the media- not willing to support their ideas? So the media have been weaponized. Yeah. To- it's, it's crazy. I've just left Danish Parliament today. Many people said to me that they thought it was uh, they were hired to do that uh, hit piece on me at they that were. point. Well, I've just met today with a politician in Denmark's yeah. Parliament who has sat and told me that the uh, the media spread these lies about him, which he then won the court case after yeah, years exactly. to prove. Yeah, but the damage was done because mm. the damage is online. Like mm. yourself, anyone who googles like your name, my lawyer said in my case. That was recently where they called me a, ther- a terrorist. That my my lawyer say, well, the the hit piece on the front page on this huge tabloid paper, it gets millions of views in no time. But when they go back and apologize, it's such a little thing. The damage that is no, done. They no, don't care. No one sees it. Even if they pay you, they don't care. Yeah. The damage is done. Yeah. You Google your name from now on. Yeah, but they it's like. There's no article left. It's all like it's gone. It's it's only the edited where they apologize and say we didn't have documentation. We didn't have documentation for this. We didn't have documentation for this. We didn't have documentation. We for this. fucked up so intentionally. The, so the the apology is style bigger than the the article. Yeah. But still, the damn it! Still, yeah, yeah. That, that that news has spread around the internet about you. I I found the pictures of the front cover. Yeah. I found it. Yeah, yeah. And and if people are researching you, then they'll yeah, see yeah. national security threat. Yeah, yeah. It makes people. They it's an attempt associate to associate me with something very very negative. dangerous. In an attempt to make you toxic. Yeah, yeah. And like I said to you, because I just saw your Wikipedia page, and you know, told me you are like check the, my Wikipedia page out. You are like. You're like a happy boy. You're like the sweetest, kindest person. Thank you. So, you know, when you read that, it's like surreal. It's, it's a it's, monster. It's not it you. It reads like a monster. It's not you. Yeah. It's someone else. I don't know who, but it's not you. It's who the media wants me to be. It really hurt me to, to, to see that. It's who the media want me to be. Yeah. We, I believe, there's a meeting now with all the doctors coming. I up. think if if we were assholes and like cold people, we wouldn't destroy our lives and our career and make it so difficult for our children to fight for civil rights for other people. I've said this when people say you do this out of hate. I said, 
there's not enough hate. How can someone do what we do out of, out of hate? hate? We, we do it out of love, actually. And, and like they call you a racist without you being a racist is exactly the same they do to me when calling me a homophobe or a transphobe. Let me understand but, on the hope. You know, I have a big, big part of my, my, my personal... Uh, uh, friends are, are homosexuals, and you know they they know I'm not a homophobe. And you know, like I told you, if if someone, a grown man and, and and a consenting adult wants to live like a woman and wear a dress, I would never say a word about that. My uh, and he he wanted to walk around here in a dress. I would never treat him bad in any way. Or you know, my problem with this is the indoctrination of a whole, the whole generation. So that's why I have to be very very clear that men do not belong in women's safe spaces, that a man can never change his biological sex. How, how, uh, and if you want to call me a hateful person, but I think, I think that's their strategy to try to pacify people like us. I'm a transphobe, you're a racist. You actually, you're not a racist. I'm not transphobic. It's to try and make us toxic. To, to stop our Poly, or a contribution to, to, people poly listen to politics mm. to try to shut us up. But the thing with people like you and me is that it does not work that way, right? Certainly right. I get more <laughs> aggressive the more they go <laughs> That's at the me. same as me. It's not like how I say, oh, I'm I sorry, I'll shut now. my own yeah. page down But that's now. a rarity, you realise that. <laughs> you're, you're a rarity because... Most people would have backed out when they when they run a national when you're as a doctor or a single mother of two when they stick you on the front page of a newspaper mm. in the country and call you a threat to national security. Most people would run. Yeah, most people would stop. But at that point, I'd always been to the medical boards twice. Oh yeah, I'd all, all already created a very bad environment between the other doctors and myself. Not all of them, but many of them, and I had all already made problems for my daughter in her school by not letting her get vaccinated, masking or testing or anything. So I, we had so many problems from, from this already. So it would make absolutely no sense for me to stop now. I think most people admire your, your, your stance on it and admire the fact you haven't backed down. I want to touch on one more situation. I know you've got to go. I know you've got a meeting now with the rest of the doctors. I'd like to just ask you about, What's your views on what's happening in Ukraine? The big money laundering scam. Some people are saying Biden and Hunter are being, uh, Hunter and Joe Biden are being blackmailed. Well, they have stuff on them, people believe. It makes absolutely no sense. You the know, America's falling apart, especially these democratic states. It's so awful to see the fentanyl uh, epidemic. epidemic. Uh, the homeless people, the trash, and and uh, it's like people a living state. in tents. It's like a failed the, state. It's like it's like a third world country. Yeah. When you see videos from from America, it's, it's so painful to to watch. Yeah. And you know, there's <laughs> all the that tax money is going to to money laundering scheme in in Ukraine. It makes me so angry, but but you know Denmark is extremely socialistic. It's also one of the test countries, I think, for the new world order. And uh, central, we have, central bank digital currency. We have paid extreme amounts to Ukraine, also. And like I said to to some media, because uh, Zelensky was here a few days ago, and uh, they gave him a lot of 
planes and um, oh my god yeah. yeah it was almost like th throwing up right and uh, I I wrote to I commented on some mainstream media's uh, Twitter post that uh, they should do a an election or uh, what is that called where people go and vote yep. if they want to pay more tax money because people to here are having yeah, yeah. because people here are having a hard time Let paying the their decide. own bills I'm following how many people are bad uh, in the in the registry of bad people who's not Fine. what is that called good at paying their bills yeah yeah struggling financially we have a registry for that okay so they can't borrow any money or anything and I'm like watching how many people bigger and bigger yeah yeah whilst their money and the money they do 2,500 people within the past few months who now are bad credits yeah exactly and so let's vote about if these people want to give their tax money to Ukraine. Let's take it out and Yeah, vote. give it to the public. Yeah. Ask the public. Have a yeah. referendum. So ask all these Danish people who are having a hard time paying their own bills if they want to send big amounts of their tax money to Ukraine. To fight a globalist war. We have not had one single issue we have voted for here in this country for many years. You in Denmark, can I ask your view? There's a new law being passed now to make it illegal to ban to ban to make it illegal to burn religious items are you aware of this uh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's because, going through your yeah, parliament yeah. now new legislation my personal opinion yep. is i think it's stupid to burn someone's holy book okay i i i i, I don't I, advise it yeah i think but, that you know this is some people's holy book it's not my religion i'm greek greek orthodox from mm -hmm. my dad yeah. So it's not my religion, but I respect that it's other people's religion. And I think it's disrespectful to like and hurtful to them to do that. So in my opinion, I wouldn't do it. It's costing the Danish taxpayers a lot of money because these protests are right. so damaging. There are so much chaos every time. And like you said, they have to protect him. From the government is costing many, many millions to have these protests. But I support the right to free expressions. So do you think so it should I be think criminalized? It's wrong. No. No. But okay. it, it's not for me. I, I don't support hurting other people's feelings. It's, it's unnecessary. But it shouldn't right? be criminalized. No, it shouldn't be criminalized. People should have higher morals or higher respects than to hurt other people that way. I know he's doing it out of, like, to make a statement, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because like, we like do it... have an immigrant problem in these countries, no it's... doubt about it. But in, in my opinion, I, I wouldn't uh, uh, burn a book just to hurt the, people's feelings. I, the I problem is, with, with freedom of speech, is yeah. like, unless you protect the freedom of speech of people you disagree with, mm. there is no freedom of speech. I mean, the, the problem the past three years is that they have tried to, to like, change our constitution in this country mm. in many ways, and now they are doing it again. And they should leave the constitution alone because that's our safety after like Hitler and the Second World War, that something like that won't happen again, that we have the right to speak, that we have to write to vote for what political party we want, that we have to write to gather together and to protest and to all these things. So they should never touch our democratic rights like they are doing. 
I agree. Yeah. Well, Dr. Anastasia, yeah. I know we're in a rush to get you finished. It's been a pleasure. Um, what's next for you? What do you we are going to dinner. You are going to. <laughs> <laughs> this dinner with the doctors? Yeah. Okay. But what's next What's next in the life of Dr. Anastasia? What do Tomorrow you think? we are going for the conference. The conference, yeah. And then we are going to the sports bar. In, in, in the future, though, what, yeah. do you, what do you see as in the future? I don't know. What do you see as in the future? I, I, I have stopped planning because my life is also unpredictable. That's like me. I plan two and, weeks ahead. That's and, it. And, you know, I, I have no idea what will happen if it, this whole dictatorship gets worse, then we don't know what they can do to us. Like, we, 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 I told you that two U.S. doctors I know, Joseph McCola and Dr. Ben Marble, have had their bank accounts frozen in America. Doctors have spoke out against Big Pharma and the, and the vaccine. Yeah, They've exactly. had their bank accounts frozen. Yeah. So, you know, all these conspiracy theories we have been warning about uh, is happening yeah. right in front of us. And, of course, I'm worried that that could happen to me too. We don't know where this is going, but I'm seeing more people waking up and more protests worldwide. So I hope that they will back off with these insane policies and trying to destroy democracy and take our de democratic rights away. I really hope people will stand up and, and stop this madness. Thank you for your time. And I yeah. wish you luck in your fight. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to get worse. <laughs> Thank you. Cheers. Like, subscribe, share this everywhere. I'm censored. I'm deleted. You want these conversations to be had. We need your support. So give us support. Make sure you share this far and wide. And we give... want Tommy back on Twitter. Yeah, Elon. We have no Elon. reason why Tommy hasn't been reinstated. There is no reason. He can't give one. They, no, they said no. They can't give one. It's It's... it's... The biggest disgrace that you haven't been reinstated. Tommy was like cancelled from Facebook with 1.2 million followers yeah. and on Twitter with like 600,000 followers. Your politician mentioned, when I was here in March, your politician put a picture of me up, a video with me, and he was deleted. Your MP was deleted yeah. from Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> He's a sitting member of parliament. Yeah, but yeah. Anyway, we better go. Thank you. Love to all. Carry on watching for more interesting guests. I'll talk to anyone. I'll debate anyone. I'll hear anyone's story. If you want to help me along that way, it's not free. I need your support. If you can support my family, that gives me my peace of mind. It means I can continue to do the work I do. You can do so at www.supporttommy.com. I appreciate every bit of support as do my children, gives me the ability to fly them out here to see me so I can stay in constant contact with them. I'm de-platform and I'm censored, so I need you. I need you to share this content. Make sure you stay tuned for upcoming weekly guests, interesting guests, exciting guests. I'm Tom Robson, and this has been my podcast, Silence.